1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Good afternoon. Welcome in day two coverage of the 2022 NHL draft. You heard the voiceover guy, Doug Plagans. Red Deer Randy Moeller here with you for the next two hours. Lots to get to. We're talking Florida Panthers, of course. We're talking NHL draft. Panthers on tap with six picks here this afternoon. So if we are able to get some of those on the air in the next two hours, that'll certainly be a big centerpiece of the show today. It's We're going quick, Potentially Doug. run those picks down if we can get them on the air. We've got tons of fun to be had. We're going to have our friend Billy Lindsay coming on later on in the show as well. We're going to talk about all the trades that have gone down in the National Hockey League. We'll dissect a little bit of what happened last night up in Montreal at the NHL draft, So tons to get to, but hey, what better way to kick things off here on day two of our NHL draft coverage than right now we've got Panthers president, CEO, Matt Caldwell on the line joining us. Matt, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Great to talk to you as always. How are you this afternoon?
3: Doing great. Love love chat with you guys. Wish I was there with you, uh, but uh, I'm here in sunny sunrise with, with the crew hustling. Getting ready for next year well Matt, you know you, you
4: build off the the momentum of the team that won the president's trophy last year one hundred and twenty two points and put up uh, incredible numbers first off, we got to talk about and ask you about the momentum from that season and and the exciting going thirty four <clears throat> and seven on home ice and that how is that translated into the success in this off season and going into next season
3: yeah it's it's been incredible I mean you know I, I try to tell the business staff. Uh, you know that we can't just sell wins and losses. We got to provide a great experience. We have to do right by our fans no matter what. But but certainly, I mean, anyone would tell you, any owner, any CEO, uh, you know, salesperson that you know, winning is is, uh, is is a big driving factor and very important. Like what the team did last year is incredible. It was their best season. You know, really, uh, at least the regular season that the franchise has ever had. I mean, it was it was historic uh, by any means. President's trophy was amazing. We're very proud of that. Um, I know it didn't you know end where we wanted. It ended abruptly in the second round, but we did get our first round win, which we've been you know chipping away at for many years now. You know that very well, Randy. Yeah. And uh, the fan, you know, the fans were great. I mean, of course, we were all upset about losing in the second round, and. I uh, you know, I had my therapy sessions, you know, day, days leading after the uh after the loss. It's hard. You care so much, but fans were amazing. I mean everybody was they really lifted me up with emails and texts and stuff that I received and social media of how, how much fun it was. Uh, you know, we're all trying to win ultimately, but you know, uh we also went to have a good time when you come out to the arena. So I was I was so proud of that. And yeah, I mean every it's it's just very simple. I mean, every revenue line item in the whole franchise, including attendance, of course, are, are at record numbers. Um, you know, we've we got people that are you know spending their hard-earned money, you know, and coming out of COVID and and, and choosing to come out to us. And and you know, we we announced a number of big deals last season. Uh, you know, that have been kind of in the making. Um, you know, so it's good to see big corporates that are investing in us. Um, So it's good. Yeah. We just got to keep building on it. We can't get complacent. We can't, um, you know, just uh, rest on our laurels about last year and just keep this momentum going and carry it into next year. Matt Caldwell,
2: Panthers president and CEO, kind enough to join us here this afternoon as we kick off our coverage of the 2022 NHL draft, which is always an exciting time and a benchmark in the hockey calendar. Matt, we've all been here for a long time, and we've seen this thing building up and kind of going off what you just said right there. I know... When, you, when you're out wearing a Panthers shirt around town, people would say things. People knew what this team was building. Did you sense that buzz growing around town in the marketplace? And how rewarding was it to see that buzz? Because on game nights, we felt it inside, and you could feel it outside oh, yeah. as well.
3: Yeah. I mean, listen, the, the the in the arena, the attendance, if you're there, I mean, I think all the revenue, all that speaks for itself, you know, and the numbers and all that. Um, financially, all, all that stuff speaks for itself. It's they're, they're just raw data and facts. But, uh, you know, you nailed it. What I was more excited about is what was going on outside the arena. And, you know, for a while, you know, the team had struggled. And, you know, the, the Viola family has done everything they could to, to turn around and get it going. We've, you know, we need everything right. We had our ups and downs. We had some good years here and there. But now it just, it, it's totally different. We've had two Real consistent years. Uh, Bill Zito's leadership's been phenomenal. We've we've weathered some storms, and um, yeah. Anywhere I go now, uh, first off, a lot more people recognize me now. Uh, You know, a few years ago, you know, I I'd walk around, and not not that I'm any any kind of celebrity or anything, but but it's very obvious. uh, Just going to restaurants, going around my neighborhood, going. I live right here in Fort Lauderdale, and going around sunrise parkland coral springs people recognize me you know other staff members bill of course the coaching staff players players have told me that a lot of them are getting recognized they, they used to actually enjoy not getting recognized sometimes it's nice to be able to yeah. be private but it's also like yeah you know that randy but it's also nice to see the buzz um i was just just talking to someone this morning one of our staff members that I had to go down to Miami and Hialeah, <clears throat> which is, you know, a lot of our markets, Broward County and Palm Beach. And we, we do draw from Miami as well, but uh, only certain parts of it. And they were at a hospital and they just had to go there for a checkup. Uh, and, you know, doctor was like, oh, I'm a huge fan. I just bought season tickets. I uh, need all these little anecdotes, anecdotes like they all add up, you know, the that one onesies and twosies. I can tell you if I did some kind of analysis and collected it all up, it's, it's multiples greater than, where we started um and it's, you know the brand's alive it's, it's it's really exciting and when you go to like league meetings I just got back a few weeks ago from uh the board of governors which is you know the commissioner Gary Bettman all the owners and I, my old family has me go there and uh, represent them and um it was it was you know we're, we're up there with the big boys now you know people have a different view on the team and how far we've come and you know, and, and, you know, teams like Tampa and Nashville and Dallas and, you know, Carolina, of course, you know, in recent years, they're all folks we want to beat on the ice, but off the ice, they've they've set a nice trend, you know, to show that, that the growth of hockey outside of Canada, outside of the original six Northeast. And it's great to see all these Sunbelt franchises doing well. It's great to see.
4: Matt Caldwell, the Panthers president and CEO, joins us here on our draft coverage. Uh, Matt, the the, the – team and the league release the schedule uh, for the upcoming yeah. season. I, I'm really excited about it. Maybe take us through not only the, some of the highlights from the schedule that uh, I think is very, mm-hmm. very fan friendly and some of the times and especially you got those prime dates on on the Saturdays, the weekend games, and then, and then it kind of leads up to what's going to be an exciting uh, kind of long weekend when the Panthers are going to be hosting South Florida and Fort Lauderdale will be hosting the NHL All-Star game
3: yeah yeah no listen schedule is always a hot topic we we uh it's very important for all teams but especially for us we 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 know our market we know we're an event town we know we understand where the building's located it's not the most convenient for you know kind of where where population centers are but you know regardless of all that you know we put in a lot of requests you know we have a a great season ticket holder base that comes to all the games, which is wonderful to have. Um, by the way, you know, for next year, we'll, we'll be over. We'll, you know, we haven't hit it yet, but just the way we're pacing, we'll, we'll be over ten thousand season ticket holders. You know, between all of our fulls and then the folks that you know, that uh, you know, come on a half game basis. But you know, we you know we kind of equalize it all by adding two you know, two halves to be a full. Uh, we have our new premier plan, which people are super excited about, which are all the the premier top games, the weekend games, the top opponents. Um so we're gonna be over ten thousand, which is wonderful. I mean more than half our arena is already, you know, baked for next year. And then the schedule's vitally important. I mean, just to simplify it, you know, we, we push for weekend games as much as possible. You know, that that we've heard our fans loud and loud uh loud and clear. We've done surveys, we've seen results, we've seen people you know, last year we had, you know, Buffalo on a Friday and San Jose on a Saturday and you know, great franchises, but not some of your – not normally our biggest draws, but, you know, Friday and Saturday nights, people want to come out and see us. And, and there's a lot of local fans, and those are some of our biggest crowds of the year, uh, more than, you know, even a Montreal or uh, a New York Rangers. So, you can – and and no offense to folks from Buffalo or San Jose, I don't think they were flying in you know, in droves for that game. Um, but, um, you know, so it's all local fans, which we're excited about. So we're getting new people. So so over over half our games, 22 of our games will take place on Thursday and Saturday, which are two hottest, hottest nights. Thursday nights are super popular. We have 10 Thursday games and then 12 uh, on Saturday, which is our most popular date. So we're pumped about that. Uh, we open up against the Flyers. Good, good draw. Um, it is a Wednesday, but I, I think opening night at this point is – uh, with the way the team is is going to be really really exciting and then we got Tampa a few days later on that Friday night so you know obviously with the rivalry with Tampa that's been one of our biggest draws now um, you know back in the past we didn't have as much of a rivalry as we do now and we'd have to depend more on some of the bigger bigger uh, you know franchises the Montreals the New Yorks Torontos but now now the Tampa rivalry and that game is uh, hugely popular from attendance and revenue so that's awesome Um, We have the all-star game, which is phenomenal. Uh, We've been working on that ever since Vinny bought the team. We got the draft early on and then early on in his ownership, and then we were able to get the the all-star game. So we're super excited. Uh, That's going to be phenomenal. I know a lot of teams are excited to come to, to Florida and South Florida, especially. Uh, we got Colorado right off their Stanley Cup. I mean, that's going to be an amazing matchup. That's on a Saturday night, which we're pumped about um, in February, which are always big draws for us. So uh, we'll, we'll be fired up to have them come into town. So it's it's good. It's um, I think uh, you know you, you never get everything you want, but I think the major pillars, uh, especially to get back on a, a regular cycle now, um, is, is is phenomenal. So.
2: Yeah, those those schedule makers have a, a heck of a, a task ahead of them each and every year and the Panthers have a, a lot of good dates no doubt about that over the course of it just to get everybody updated where we are in the draft the Blackhawks right now are on the clock with number 90 the Panthers will be making their first selection at number 93 so we've got that coming up here shortly Panthers president and CEO Matt Caldwell joins us and Matt you talked about a lot of the weekend dates and things like that there but the Panthers have a, a smattering of four o'clock Saturday games on tap this year the first of which will be a game against Ottawa at the end of October, October 29th to uh, to be exact, but uh, kind of an exciting thing there and something that should be fun for all of our uh, our families that like to get out and attend the game.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's another one. Uh, that's probably you know, we have so many different customer segments, but you know, the, the family of four young kids, uh, parents that grew up with the team. And that's really our core base, you know, generally speaking. So we tried to get, you know, weekends, of course, but then, you know, times that work best for families. And we we moved our Saturday games to six o'clock last year. That was hugely popular. Uh, We moved our, we've gone back, you know, all teams go back and forth between seven or seven thirty during the week. We, we we've tried everything. Uh, we, we've settled on seven o'clock during the week. And ultimately, because our family's like it a little earlier. I mean, I got listen. I got two little ones now, so I understand if my wife wants to come, get there five thirty six, enjoy it. You know, get, game starts at seven. You know, by nine ish, uh, hopefully we're up. You know, four one, and and if she needs to get home for the little ones. She can take off. So uh, or you know, I'm always encouraging them to stay and. Uh, but yeah, two years old and six months is, is always tough. But uh, but yeah, so I, I think that's good. The, the league was you know very uh, accommodating. You know, accommodating I should say, working with us.
4: Uh, before we let you go, uh, Matt, we got to ask you as well. And I, I've always been a big fan uh, of this individual, uh, Paul Maurice, longtime yep. NHL uh, coach. What does this uh, signing of uh, the head coach Paul Maurice coming to South Florida, <laughs> the way he communicates? And a veteran coach that has had a lot of success, been around. What does this mean to to the Florida Panthers franchise?
3: Yeah, it's it's a huge development. You know, Bill Zito, uh, we've been super happy with as GM, and, and we fully empowered him. We're, we're very. Collaborative with him, we're obviously very supportive with the budget, but we're very much you know behind him, and, and he's got a great staff. We don't make any decisions in isolation or piecemeal fashion. It's, it's we consider everything, um, and you know I think what it symbols, You know, everyone is entitled to their opinions and stuff, but I think it shows at least from our view, you know, and and we feel strongly in our opinion that uh, we're just never satisfied. Not, never satisfied. You know, Vinny said from day one. We want to win the cup. Uh, I think every team says that. I think every team has that goal, at least come training camp. But, you know, we've always tried everything to, um, you know, make every decision possible to, to win it. And, you know, when we've made mistakes, we've admitted them. We've adjusted fire, if you will, to use a military term. And, you know, we had a wonderful season. Like, from, you know, from a business standpoint and for, you know, president's Trophy regular season, first, first round of playoffs, all those things are amazing things that this franchise hasn't seen, you know, in the president's trophy's case ever, but, you know, in in a very long time since they went on their run back in 96. Um, So I, I think a lot of people might've been satisfied with that and we're happy that our fans love it and they're having fun and they're renewing their seats and they're buying more. But we're certainly not satisfied with that. The whole family is not myself, Bill, the rest of the staff, and you know we did. You know, Bill, he said you know from the moment the season ended he was going to do a deep, thorough search. If you if you know Bill or you watched his actions over the last two years, he's a he's a deep thinker. He's looks at things every which way. Because um, at least we know, yeah, we. we it's hard to get every decision right. You're not going to be 100%. Uh, sometimes even just being 75% is good. And, you know, baseball, you bet 300. It's great. Um, but you, if you put all the inputs and the process in, uh, it's it makes you feel better on the other end. So we did all that, and we deep-dived on everything. We wanted to give our staff from last year a chance. Uh, but ultimately, Paul just checked so many boxes that we were looking for. He's obviously very experienced, and, and, and he was so aligned with the way Bill sees our team, the way Bill sees the future. And that alignment's like so, so important for what we're building here. So we're pumped.
2: Yeah, I think uh, with the way he communicates, the way he's engaging, approachable, going to play really well in the South Florida market as well uh, with media, with fans, with the hockey staff mm-hmm. and players, obviously. Uh, yeah, great, uh, great hire there in Paul Maurice. Last thing here before we let you get going, Matt Caldwell, Panthers president and CEO here with us this afternoon. Uh, Matt, I know talking to you, it always gets us fired up about Panthers hockey. I know a lot of folks in the, in the listening audience right there probably feeling the same thing. We're about three months away from dropping the puck on a new season but Matt we got a select a seat event coming up on Wednesday yeah. night uh, out at uh, FLA Live Arena. I know I'm going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Really cool to be able to do something like this in person and get in touch with a lot of our fans out there. But tell the folks about that. I know if uh, if anybody out there's thinking about reserving a seat at FLA Live Arena for the Panthers coming up this season Wednesday night is the time to do
3: it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Listen, we've done some of these in the past. Other, you know, this is common in sports. Uh I would say this year's very much different because uh, a lot of seats are already taken and and they're going and we have limited supply. There's a ton of demand. I mean, I don't have to tell you. I think you could just see it, you know, online or talking to people. So there's nothing better than coming, spending time with us, doing things in person. I mean, even in the the remote, you know, Zoom, uh, post-COVID world, social media world, to me, all those things are very important, but nothing's better than, meeting our staff, spending time with us, feeling us uh, walking around, sitting in your seat. Um, and we pride ourselves on service and, and, you know, we hear something, you know, the fan doesn't like. We we try to dig in on everything we get. Um, so I'd encourage all of you to come out July 13th, next Wednesday, where we have an incredible sales staff that'll be showing what's available and there's nice incentives and there's nothing better than feeling it, feeling the energy this summer and next week and, and picking your seat. So, um, uh, you know, we're, we're we're going on sale with our you know the, the schedule's out, um, and we're going to be going on sale with single game seats soon. So uh, once that goes, you know, games are going to get picked apart, especially all the big ones. We have you know twenty like I said twenty two weekend games. They're all going to go very quickly. So come get your. Either season ticket or your premier plan. Let's go from there. And as we're talking, I'm seeing uh, Panthers are, are picking. So you got to make sure you, you know. I got to shut up, and you guys can announce that.
2: <laughs> Matt so. called, Matt Caldwell, <laughs> Panthers President and CEO here with us. And yes, the Panthers uh, about to make a selection here. But Matt, we thank you very much for stopping by. Panthers President and CEO taking some time out for us. Uh, Matt, thanks again, and uh, and we will see you. Uh, we'll see you very soon. But again, thanks very much for stopping by here on our draft show.
3: Absolutely. Thanks, All right. Matt. Take care, guys. All right. Matt yeah, Caldwell,
2: Panthers president and CEO. We thank you very much for your time. And, well, the Panthers have made their selection. At pick number 93, a defenseman, Merrick Ulsher, has been selected uh, by the Panthers. So we uh, hope to have him here at some point perhaps joining us. We'll see if that's going to be uh, possible as we cruise along. He's been selected up there in uh, Montreal. Merrick Ulscher, a left shot defenseman out of the Czech Republic, 6'3", 196. He was just drafted in the third round, number 93 overall by the Panthers, their first pick in this draft. Played in the Western Hockey League last year, Randy, with the Portland Winterhawks, 16 points in 61 games. So uh, a guy playing in North America, getting that introduction to the North American style, was a plus 20 in 61 games, playing in Portland in the Western Hockey League. So we'll have more on that coming up on the other side of the break. We'll try to run him down uh, if we're able to connect with the newest Panthers draft choice here in just a little bit. So uh, again, the Panthers have made their first selection here in the 2022 draft pick number 93 in the third round defenseman Merrick Ulsher selected by the Panthers. Coming from the Czech Republic, played with the Portland Winterhawks in the Western Hockey League last year. So, more on him. 11 games in the playoffs last year for Portland as well. Big defenseman for the – well, drafted by the Panthers. So, again, more on him coming up on the other side of the break. We'll recap what happened yesterday. We'll go through some of the trades later on in the hour here that have taken place. There's a growing laundry list of those. Uh, We'll have – Former Panther, my broadcast partner on the Panthers Radio Network, uh, my friend and yours, the Blonde Bomber Billy Lindsey. Oh, the big shot, the big th- shot, Bill Lindsey. We believe he's going to be stopping by uh, later on. In, uh, in the program here. We're with you till 2 o'clock here in the East, so stay with us. We continue our draft coverage on the other side of the break. Doug Plagans, Randy Moeller here with us. Once again, thanks to Panthers President and CEO Matt Caldwell for his time here on our draft show. We'll get to more nuts and bolts from the draft, tell you more about Merrick Alscher, the newest Panthers draft choice on the other side of the break. This is our ongoing coverage of the 2022 NHL Draft on AM560 Sports WQAM.
0: Worried about letting someone else
5: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Panthers AM560 Sports
0: WQAM.
5: FM 99.9
2: HD2.
0: And streaming on the Odyssey app.
2: Welcome back, our ongoing coverage of the 2022 NHL Draft. Doug Plagan's Randy Moeller from Bally Sports, Florida, of course. See him on the Panthers Telecast. Well, we're covering it all for you here. We're with you until two o'clock, covering the 2022 NHL Draft. And Panthers just made their first selection at the 93rd pick. They didn't have a pick in the first two rounds. Number 93, defenseman Merrick Alscher from the Portland Winterhawks of the Western Hockey League. A big defenseman, an 18-year-old, again, uh, now a Panthers property. He's been drafted 6'3", 196, as an 18-year-old. So a guy with some size on the blue line. The Panthers draft, folks, lines up. Well, we'll tell you how that lines up here in just a moment. A reminder, the Panthers schedule is out. And the Cats are back at home on October 19th for the home opener against Philadelphia. Download the full schedule at FloridaPanthers.com slash schedule to see your Cats back on the ice. Big thanks, by the way, again to Panthers president CEO Matt Caldwell, who stopped by last segment. Great to chat with him. Lots of buzz around this Panthers team after the president's trophy winning season they put together last year after... That first-round playoff series win over Washington. So a ton of momentum once again for the Panthers going into this upcoming year. The Panthers draft lines up like this. And, of course, we'll talk about some of what's going on around this draft and around the league from the overall league perspective. We'll get to a lot of the trades. I know a lot of you folks out there tuned in. One of your favorite things about drafts, Maybe not necessarily the picks. You like when the commissioner goes up to the podium and says that we have a trade to announce. I know that's what gets a lot of the buzz this time of the year as we get into the uh, crazy offseason. We'll tell you about some of the trades that have been made around the National Hockey League. Lots to keep up with. Billy Lindsey is going to be stopping by later on in the program, so we'll talk to him. uh, Potentially be able to run down uh, a Panthers draft pick or two. Time permitting, we'll see how things go. So lots to get to. But in mentioning the Panthers draft, Here's what the roadmap looks like. They just made that 93rd overall selection. Next up for the Panthers, their fourth-round pick will be at number 125. Right now, the L.A. Kings are on the clock at number 103. This second day of the draft, rounds two through seven, things start to really pick up and fly pretty quickly. So I don't think we'll uh, be that far away time-wise. From that one hundred and twenty-fifth pick. The Panthers' fifth round pick will be at number one fifty seven. After that, I don't think we'll still be on the air. But the Panthers' sixth round selections, they have two of them, number one eighty-six and one eighty-nine. And the seventh round selection for the Panthers, pick number two twenty-one. So that's how things line up for the Panthers for general manager Bill Zito the rest of the day. Now crazy things can happen. The Panthers could wind up making a deal, getting additional picks, trading. We'll see what happens. Uh, wouldn't rule anything out. It's been uh, it's been a wild couple of days already at the draft with signings, with trades, with things being exchanged, everything like that. But, uh, Randy, something here to talk about. I know We talked about it last night. Folks who are maybe new to the NHL draft but maybe used to the NBA draft, to the NFL draft, and those drafts, even into these middle rounds, into the later rounds, teams are drafting for a need. They're yeah. drafting to fill a roster spot. They're drafting looking for contributors. In the NHL draft, not necessarily the way things go. We are years away from seeing a lot of these guys really come into their own as potential professional players. Uh, and as you get further along in the draft, that's where your scouting department really, uh, really goes to work. Because uh, naturally, as you get further along in a draft, you have you know fewer and fewer future star players, but we've seen plenty of diamonds in the rough picked over the years. The Panthers got Mackenzie Wieger in the seventh round a a number of years ago, so this is where you really can find your depth, but Randy, uh, in mentioning the Panthers picking a defenseman, you can never have too many of those either. Yeah, not too many uh,
4: uh, blue-chip defensemen out there. It's all about Scouting, like when you get into this second and third round, and and later on in the NHL draft, as Doug was saying, these are, these kids are eighteen years old, and there can be a lot of changes, both physically, and mentally, developmentally. Um, for you a could grow five 18, inches, eighteen to twenty to twenty one. So it's the onus is on the scouting, and then they as soon as they the scouting does their job, and hopefully they hit on what they believe are, are the players that can be NHL players. Then it goes immediately to development and to monitor their development. And then right after that, then it's an opportunity. And the players have to earn that opportunity. But it's a it's a it's a gamble. It is not easy. It's difficult to project where an eighteen year old player is going to be physically and mentally in three to four years. Yep. And that's what makes it makes it fun but it also it can be very nerve-wracking. One of the standouts of this draft so far, and it started last night and it's gone and especially picked up this morning, is this carousel of goaltenders that are moving. Uh, Flurry re-signs with, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury re-signs with Minnesota. Okay, now we've got a goaltending situation there. Yorgiev uh, got traded from the Rangers down to the Avalanche, the Stanley Cup champions. Which was the goodbye Darcy Kemper move, pretty much, what happened Well, there. we'll talk about him in a second. Stevie Eiserman, the Detroit Red Wings, they make a trade with St. Louis and get Huso, the goaltender there, and immediately sign him to a three-year deal. Then you've got Vitek Vanacek in Washington, and he gets traded to the Devils. And so now New Jersey's got a log jam and not quite sure who's the one or 1A in New Jersey. So there you got Darcy Kemper. He's going to be, out, he's out there looking for a job in the NHL. Jack Campbell, same thing, unrestricted free agent. But what's really intriguing and in how I built this up, you've got two and let's say the third one it could be because any team that's got Alex Ovechkin is obviously a threat. You've got Stanley Cup favorites, top favorites in the Leafs, the Oilers, and the Washington Capitals that have no goaltending. They don't have a goaltender. Not one, not two. They are going into the second day of the draft and into free agency, which comes up on Wednesday. And they, they, that one big missing piece is it's almost like the NFL where they're going through the draft and free agent, and they don't have a quarterback. Yeah, you have the rest of the roster, but you don't have the quarterback. That's it. That's how you can kind of describe that. And uh, I just find it just fascinating what is going on right here. We're going to see a lot of movement. We're going to see, Doug, a lot of desperation moves. And what desperation moves in um, the NHL means, uh, you're going to have to throw draft picks or a heck of a lot of money. Or term. or end term. Yep. Money and term. To get out of that hole, the one thing the Panthers have they're goaltending. They don't have an issue with goaltending. It's a strength. It's a strength on this team, and they don't have an issue with it. Um, I know it's been floated out there that maybe the Panthers maybe should consider maybe Sergei Bobrovsky, and I, I it just and unless that happens, we're, it's not even worth talking about. Um, the good thing is, as we sit here right now, Doug, the the uh, the Panthers do not have a goaltending problem. They they are that's one of their strengths and uh, a lot of teams out there and especially the Toronto Maple Leafs and and the Washington Capitals and the Edmonton Oilers they've got a goaltending problem in that so I just find it fascinating.
2: Yeah, you go down the list, Randy, and tell you what Jack Campbell he's a free agent out there. He played for Toronto, did a pretty good job for them last year. He's probably loving this because all of a sudden there could be a bidding war for his services between Toronto up the and the other teams that you've mentioned, Darcy Kemper. He's got a Stanley Cup ring. Uh, He may not be in that top five, eight group of goaltenders. We've seen him play some great hockey over the years. He was good enough for Colorado to win a Stanley Cup, but he may not be in that elite tier. That being said, it's not often you have a chance to say, you know what, we think we can contend. That guy's played in the big games. That guy has a Stanley Cup ring, and he's available on the flip side, you look at a team like Colorado. Sure, they're going to go into the year again. Even if they lose Nazem Khadra to free agency, which is entirely possible, they're going to go into the season again as a Stanley Cup favorite. That being said, they're leaning on Alexander Georgiev right now. He's never played a starters minutes. He's never had to go out and play 50, 60 games in a year. They like Pavel Francouz. He's still there, but they're not sure he can hold up physically for 50 to 60 games. He's been injured a lot. So, not a sure thing between the pipes there. What I'm saying is they're even elite teams. The Pittsburgh Penguins looks like they might be running it back with Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith once again. Uh, it, it hasn't worked the last couple of years. They're good. They're capable, but for one reason or other, it just hasn't worked for and them. And then
4: you could throw in at the same time, you can throw in what's the Ottawa Senators' goaltending situation? What is the Buffalo Sabres? Who's number one in Buffalo?
2: Yep, exactly. You're, there's, there are a lot of question marks around the league. Uh, Boston, they think they have their guy in Jeremy Swayman. Yep. But we'll see how it holds up. He's a young guy. This is going to be, you know, this is going to be the most hockey he's ever played going into a year coming up. Going to split the crease with Linus Olmark, But uh, the Panthers, what we're trying to illustrate, the Panthers are working from a position of strength. And I know everybody may look at Tampa Bay and say, okay, they've got Andre Vasilevsky. That's the most stable goaltending situation in the league. Well, will tell you what, where the Panthers may be able to say, But maybe our situation's just a little bit better in some regards. Uh, Sure, Andre Vasilevsky, world-class goaltender, best on the planet probably. Yep. But if he's to go down, there's not much of an insurance policy there. Yeah. If the Panthers have to give somebody a break – whether it's Sergei Bobrovsky, whether it's Spencer Knight, they're comfortable with either guy. Not a lot of teams in the league, especially the teams at the top that can contend, can say they're comfortable with either guy. The Panthers working from a position of strength. And I tell you what, we've seen it over the years, Randy. You, you know, you, these teams that, the teams that make deep runs, you've got to have two guys that you can go to. Yeah. Because if something happens and all of a sudden you have to throw a guy out there between the pipes in your biggest game of the year and he's never played above the American Hockey League level, you've got an issue. And the Colorado Pan-
4: did it last year, and they won it.
2: And, well, that's the, that's used the other gold side tenders. of the coin. They used two guys yeah. uh, down the stretch. But they may be using two guys again all year coming up. <laughs> uh, what we're trying to say, in a very long-winded roundabout way, the Panthers working from a big position of strength as far as the goaltending is concerned, whether it's Sergey Bobrovsky, whether it's Spencer Knight. The Panthers are going to have a chance to win every single game uh, coming up this year. So, uh, the goaltending, a good a good attribute for this Panthers team. Where are we at in this thing right now? Pick number 112, the Vancouver Canucks are on the clock. So, the Panthers up next at 125. That's going yeah. to be their next selection. We'll have that. And,
4: and, and, Doug, we're so excited. New kids on the block are coming. To South Florida. You're going to be, I heard you said
2: last night, second row. Yeah,
4: because uh, Goldie, uh, Steve Goldie Goldstein, he hogged all the the front row tickets. He's got like five. And he wouldn't even give you one. No, are you kidding me? So I got to go in the second row and look at the back of his head. Uh, But I'll be standing the whole time. New kids on the block.
2: New kids on the block coming up at FLA Live Arena on uh, Saturday evening. FLALiveArena.com slash events. You're your place to get your tickets to NKOTB. That's quite uh, an acronym there. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we touched a little bit on some of the moves. Randy and I are going to go through some of the trades that have been made the last uh, day or two here, and we'll recap all that for you because, again, we've discussed it. I know all of you who are draft junkies, and I know there are a lot of you out there, whether it's – The NBA draft or the NFL draft, you love the NHL draft. We're covering it for you right here. There are a lot of you that are just glued to drafts. I know I'm the same way, but it's not always just the picks that get you captivated. It's when the commissioner steps up to the podium and says we have a trade to announce. It happened a lot last night. The host team of this draft, the Montreal Canadiens, they were busy. They were making news. Because that's an Atlantic Division team the Panthers see a lot, we're going to tell you how those moves uh, will uh, come into play. We'll talk about some of the other trades that were made as well. We're going to go right down the list as far as big trades made in the National Hockey League, and there have been a handful of them over the last couple of days. All that and more coming up. And by the way, Panthers fans, be sure to join the 93 Society. To stay up to date on all things Panthers, be the first to know about ticket presales, events, and much more. Sign up now at FloridaPanthers.com slash newsletter. You want to interact with us, you can tweet me at Doug Plagans. You can tweet Randy at Hey Red Deer. We're with you until 2 o'clock Eastern, covering the NHL draft for you right here. We do it every year. We're excited to be here with you once again, covering it from our South Florida studios. We'll have updates from Jameson Olive on FloridaPanthers.com. You can find him on Twitter Jameson Coop he is uh, roaming the draft floor as we speak so he's up there right in the middle of all of it so we'll hear from uh, or we can uh, follow along with what he's got going his reports on Twitter the Panthers are going to be selecting here before too long right now the Kings on the clock at number 116 make that Boston at 117 Panthers up at number 125 so we'll have that coming your way momentarily All that and more straight ahead. Doug Plagan's Randy Moeller with you. This is our ongoing coverage of the 2022 NHL Draft. We're with you till 2 p.m. right here on AM560 Sports WQAM.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
5: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve a nice cold reward. Medellin, is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp,
4: refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor.
5: You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward.
4: Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours
0: draft coverage on the home of the panthers am 560 sports wqam fm 99.9 hd2 and
2: streaming on the odyssey app welcome back in our ongoing coverage of the 2022 nhl draft doug pleggins randy Moller here with you we thank you very much for being on board with us wherever you're tuned in and However, you may be tuning in here this afternoon. Lots of great stuff. Big thanks, Matt Caldwell, Panthers president and CEO, for stopping by back in our first segment here today. We're with you till 2 p.m. The Panthers will be making their fourth-round selection here very shortly. The Minnesota Wild are on the clock right now at pick number 121. The Panthers will be picking 125th. So we'll have that coming your way here very soon. The Panthers have made one pick today in the third round, number 93 overall. They chose defenseman Merrick Alsher from the Portland Winterhawks of the Western Hockey League. So the Panthers have made one pick today. They are set to make six selections here on this day two of the NHL draft, which is rounds two through seven, and uh, of course, you can check out the Panthers schedule over at FloridaPanthers.com. Panthers fans, secure your seats for the upcoming season. Sign up for our open house select-a-seat event coming up on Wednesday. That's July 13th at FloridaPanthers.com. We'll be out at FLA Live Arena. I'll be there. Come on, hang out. Pick out a seat for the upcoming season. Going to be a lot of fun to see a lot of you in person, so come and check it out. Again, uh, FloridaPanthers.com is your place to go for more information. Wild on the clock at 121 Panthers will be selecting number 125. We'll have that coming your way soon. Talked about it before the break. And one of the most exciting things about all drafts, not necessarily just the draft picks, but it's the transactions that take place around the draft. We, we have a trade. And we've heard that a couple of times over the last couple of days. And you kind of had a feeling, Randy, that there would be a decent amount of this because the last couple of drafts were virtual. Now we're getting all the GMs back in the same place under one roof. They're all on the floor together. The conversations are happening. And we've had a lot of big deals that have gone down. We're going to recap all of them, give you a little bit of a summary here of the trades that have taken place going back to the one that kicked off the action yesterday at 153 p.m. Eastern for those of you scoring at home yesterday Colorado and the Rangers they got the ball rolling as far as trades were concerned Colorado acquired a goaltender Alexander Georgiev from the Rangers in exchange for a third round pick and a fifth round pick in this draft and a third-round pick next year. So the Rangers got three picks. Alexander Georgiev goes to Colorado, where he presumably will have the leg up as far as that starting job is concerned. Looks like he's replacing Darcy Kemper. Things continued. Alex Dabrinkit was traded by the Blackhawks to the Ottawa Senators. Now, this one uh, affects the Panthers in a way because Ottawa's on the schedule a lot. They're in the Atlantic Division. The Panthers see them a pretty good amount. DeBrinkett, proven 35-40 goal score, goes to Ottawa. Chicago gets a first-round pick in this draft. That was the seventh overall pick, a second-round pick in this draft, and a 2024 third-rounder. So, Randy, that was really the beginning of the teardown for the Chicago Blackhawks. Well,
4: it, what, but what's so confusing to me, and I, I've heard this as well, I'm not the only one that has this kind of uh, opinion, is I understand that the Chicago Blackhawks want to strip it down and start over and do a rebuild, okay? I, I totally agree with that. That's the way that you are able to get back and climb back up and win championships. But you go and trade your two best young offensive players forwards one was one's 23 and one's 24 De and uh kirby uh kirby Doc, and we'll and get to kirby that one in a minute here but yeah.
2: usually those are the guys that you, they, keep you build, build around. around yeah you
4: build around and i understand that you get draft picks and that but uh and alex De that type of talent what he's fifth in the nhl last year in goals uh um, yeah, he's and, a regular 35 40 goal guy yeah they don't fall out of trees doug and uh i I just I'm not quite sure of that and I maybe there's something that we don't know maybe they want to change the culture in the room and maybe there were some issues I'm not going to accuse anybody of anything but um, that's usually the players that you build around is those type of players in Alex Dobrynka I I, I, I'm not quite sure I understand that Uh, we'll give it some time and uh, and see where it's at but um, then on the other side of that trade is what is uh, Jonathan Taves and uh, and and Kane Patrick Kane thinking? Uh, yeah, and uh, Seth Jones and Seth Jones, who's uh, got a long term deal at over nine million dollars a year, do they want to be a part of this? And uh, I believe Taves and, and Kane have one year left on their massive contracts or whatever. Um, but that would be tough on them. They're 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 very successful veterans that that have won the Stanley Cup three times. And whether they want to be around, because let's face it, with the way that the Chicago Blackhawks are going, they're stripping this right down. They could be, they could have the, the you know the number one uh, uh, or not the lo- number one draft pick. They'd have the most balls in the uh, in the bingo game for the draft lottery coming up next year, finishing thirty second or thirty first or what have you. Um, there's a lot of question marks, and there's been a lot of criticism. We have to be honest; there's been a lot of criticism from the fans and media types in the Chicago area. Um, that they didn't get enough for Alex Dabrinka.
2: And in mentioning – we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but in mentioning the 2023 draft, people are already talking about the talent depth that that draft has specifically with the guy at the top, this Connor Bedard. Sounds yeah. like he's quite a phenom, and he is getting talked about. At, we don't want to put any unfair comparisons on uh, on a 17-year-old kid here, but uh, the, the comparisons that are being thrown around and the level of hype that he's getting – Is only matched by certain other really special players that we've seen in the past. We'll see how things go there. Uh, The other thing I got to hand it, I know it makes the Atlantic division deeper, but. Got to hand it to Pierre Pierre Dorian there in Ottawa because this yep. is a big swing for the fences and especially oh they're, if they're able to if they're able to lock up Brinkett, we'll see how things go there if they're able to get them beyond this year uh, they are positioning themselves pretty nicely for a team that is on the upswing that hopes to compete a lot of, lot for of, a playoff spot yeah a lot of prospects a lot of good young players
4: in Ottawa it's just it's going to take some time but you add a piece like Alex Brinkett right away mm-hmm. immediately and a uh, first uh, first line um, uh, winger. Uh, power play, boy, he brings it all. So exciting time in Ottawa and good for them.
2: And it says a lot for, uh, you know, it probably says a lot for the guys in the dressing room too. They had a seventh overall pick Ottawa did. They said, you know what, we're done making picks. We want a guy that can come in here and make us better right now and they went and got a guy who's a proven goal scorer as yep. good as anybody in the National Hockey League. So that was one big trade. Then the Blackhawks were back at it. The fire sale continued. This was the head scratcher. They traded Kirby Doc, a young centerman, believe 21 years old, third overall pick just a few years back, traded him to the host team at the draft, the Montreal Canadiens, in exchange for a first and a second in this draft. So Montreal – In mentioning the Atlantic Division teams, the Panthers are going to see a lot. The Panthers are going to get a heavy dose of Kirby Dock now with him being in the Atlantic Division. Montreal hopes that uh, he becomes that top six centerman. You go Dock Suzuki, Suzuki Dock down the middle, however you want to structure it, uh, Montreal believes that they've got their uh, top two line centers locked up now for a long time. And that goes back to a number of years ago, the
4: Montreal Canadiens, where they made some uh, trades of assets to to stock up on those uh, draft picks in order to make that trade and and get uh, these ty- these type of players. And you, to- you can't you can't trade draft picks that you don't have. Right, and uh, the Montreal Canadiens that goes back a couple of years ago. Uh, uh, with Mark Bergevin as their general manager at that time. He saw the writing on the wall, and he needed to collect some draft picks in order to make these type of moves.
2: And to set that up, the Canadians traded uh, Alexander Romanov in a fourth-round pick in exchange for that first-round pick to help them make that deal. The Panthers have made their selection in the fourth round. Defenseman Ludvig Janssen uh, chosen at number 125 by the Panthers. So another defenseman will have some uh, information on him coming up here in just a moment the Panthers have made their fourth round selection Uh, Ludwig Janssen selected here in round number four at pick number 125 18 year old defenseman a right shot six feet tall 176 pounds again uh, 18 years old as the players in the draft are Uh, he is uh, he played last year Uh, 47 games in the top league in Sweden, uh, and you can't put too much stock in the point totals, five points in 47 games. But uh, playing in that league at 17 years old, That says a lot about where they believed his development was. The coaching staff there clearly trusted him, but uh, typically those kind of players don't get the big point-producing opportunities, the power play minutes, things like that. Uh, So he played in the top league in Sweden last year, also played nine games in the uh, Swedish uh, Junior League. So coming out of Sweden, uh, defenseman six feet tall, and uh, Ludvig Janssen. The most recent Panthers draft pick. So, again, back-to-back defensemen the Panthers have selected mm. with their first two picks in this draft, the third and fourth round selections, going back to what we were talking about, Randy. Well, the good the good news for the Florida Panthers is,
4: an, uh, unlike a number of years ago, where the Panthers maybe had to rush some of their players, whether it was defensemen or forwards or goaltenders, uh, into maybe a, a position with the big club, that they weren't comfortable with, and uh, the good news is, as these two young defensemen that the Panthers have taken so far in this draft, they will have time to develop at their own pace and the pace that everybody, the player and the and the team, are comfortable with.
2: Yeah, that's a luxury that uh, the Panthers have here at this point in time. Uh, Ranked number 35 by NHL Central Scouting as far as European skaters are concerned. So, seems like as far as that's concerned, pick number 125, probably right around in the neighborhood. Hard to project, of course. These are 18-year-olds that we're talking about, but uh, probably right in the neighborhood where uh, you'd expect him to be off the board. So, uh, he's been selected by the Panthers here in round number four. We're going to take a brief pause. We'll come back, kick off hour number two, going through the rest of the trades that have taken place a lot of movement across the national hockey league the last couple of days we'll get to all that the panthers have made two selections today both defensemen their next pick is going to be pick number 157 in the fifth round so we'll have that coming up in a little bit as well doug plagens alongside randy moeller here this afternoon another hour of nhl draft coverage on the other side of the break this is our ongoing coverage of the 2022 nhl draft right here on am 560 sports wqam
5: okay picture this